Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and ministries, and to foster connections between individuals, churches, and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is Joe Gibbs from Reach Australia. G'day, Joe. Welcome. Thanks, Jonathan. It's really great to be here. Now, for those of us who may not have met you yet, Joe, can you just introduce yourself? Yeah, I'd, I'd really love to. Um, I'm someone who grew up in Sydney, uh, grew up in a Roman Catholic family, went to a Catholic church in my younger years, and then we became like a Christmas and Easter kind of family. Uh, it wasn't until I was at university and uh, became part of a Christian campus group that I really heard the gospel for the first time. And what was really lovely is it brought together some of those kind of jigsaw pieces that I had from being brought up as a Catholic, but uh, really showed me clearly what that this meant for me and about having a relationship with Jesus. And it was a really basic kind of childlike faith and just saying no, uh, sorry, saying yes to knowing Jesus, no. Um, and from that early stage was challenged in my campus group about um, uh, serving cross-culturally. And so when I trained at SMBC with my husband and we went and served in South Asia with CMS for a number of years uh, in a Muslim area with house churches. And since returning to Australia about eight years ago, I've served in different churches in Anglican ministry, uh, in families ministry, in care, discipleship, in mission, uh, I've been the CEO of Anglican Deaconess Ministries and now I'm a consultant with REACH Australia. And REACH is a network of churches across Australia who are passionate about seeing Australia reached for the gospel. Uh, we work across different denominations. Uh, we work across all different states. And we want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic and multiplying churches, both new churches planted, but also existing churches developed and made more effective and healthy. So we work alongside church leaders, particularly helping them make mature disciples of Jesus in ever increasing number. So yeah, yeah, we do a whole range of things in that, but I love it. It's a, a great role. I'm really enjoying it. I've been there since January. Joe, tell us a bit about your family. Well, I'm, I'm married to Mike and we have two lovely kids who are in high school at the moment, one in year 11, so almost towards the HSC, one in year eight, and we live in Sydney. And Joe, how has God been encouraging you recently? Yeah, it's interesting for our national conference this year, we pushed into, as one aspect of it, we pushed into the area of pastoral care in churches. And so I've been reflecting on uh, times of heat for us in the Christian life. And that can be times of suffering. Uh, it could be times of uh, difficulty or when we're wrestling with sin. Um, but just thinking about um, that heat, that being a normal part of the Christian life and living in a, a fallen world, but also what God's word has to say about those times and how we respond to them. It's been really encouraging to be uh, memorising some scripture and so allowing over a week that scripture to kind of bed itself down in my life. Uh, really challenged by Jeremiah 17. Uh, so those verses around 
Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence in him and being like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. And so even in a year of drought, never failing to bear fruit. So thinking about what it means to uh, remain in Christ, to dwell in him, to send out my roots by the stream. Uh, so to remember uh, God and his presence and his sovereignty over those things, but also thinking about how that that ongoing relationship with Jesus, how that um, shapes, how that changes how we respond to that heat and thinking about being able to um, bear fruit in our Christian lives. Not always able to do that. I'd love to say that I do, um, but it's been really great to reflect on how God's word knows we're going to have times of heat and suffering and challenge and how God equips us in so many ways with his word, with his spirit, um, just to be able to thrive even in those times. So that's, that's what's really been encouraging me. As we commend and contend for the gospel, uh, we can do that in teams at church. Lots of churches run teams and lots of times those teams seem largely functional. They just seem about getting a job done together. I wonder how do we think more into that teams area and the way in which the gospel shapes how we even do teamwork, how we behave in our teams, how we live the gospel doing team ministry? Yeah, so um, a key focus for my role at REACH as one of their consultants is on healthy teams. And so we've been really trying to dig into and uh, expand our focus on this. Um, it's interesting looking at research that's been coming out about levels of burnout. Uh, Valerie Ling's recent research on clergy leadership and well-being, and, and that she found that solo clergy leaders had higher levels of burnout than churches where there's multiple staff or a team. So a team can actually really help in terms of well-being and longevity and ministry. But I think we also know that relationships with teams can be hard and there can be really hard dynamics. And those things, actually those relationships can lead to burnout or people stepping um, aside from ministry. So if we're going to reach Australia with the gospel, we do need healthy churches and we need healthy teams within those churches. And I think it's really lovely reflecting biblically that if we see in the New Testament, it's so much a team's ministry. We see that in Paul's letters. He's always mentioning people. He's, he's co-writing letters with people. Or we look at uh, Romans 16. Paul names 27 people at the end of this letter. And it's a whole mixture of people. There are friends. There are people hosting house churches in, uh, at their place. There are people who, who have loved and supported him. But he lists a whole number of co-workers and key leaders, people who've worked hard in the Lord, men and women. So people who've laboured alongside him in gospel ministry. So he's not a lone ranger. I think sometimes we feel that when we read his letters, but he's not. He's got a whole number of people that he's serving alongside in gospel ministry. And it's interesting, I think, seeing in recent years, a number of churches have bring kind of, brought kind of um, corporate resources uh, from the secular workforce into church teams. So thinking about like uh, Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team. So we're starting to think about what kind of practical tools could we use to help 
um, teams develop and flourish and looking, uh, using those tools through the lens of scripture. Um, but you can imagine how uh, having healthy teams can actually commend or contend for the gospel. Um, when you have a healthy team of people who are not just a roster and they're not just coming and turning up at church and filling in for half an hour at the beginning of church, but actually a team of people who serve alongside each other, who encourage, who disciple each other and who own responsibility for making mature disciples in increasing number. So they understand how their role fits into that bigger church focus and that um, church's mission to be doing that. Um, and you can imagine, we talk about um, at Reach Australia, two things that are needed for a healthy team. One is relationships and one is results. And so if you think about relationships, thinking about how we relate to one another, are, are the relationships that we have, whether it's in a volunteer serving team at church or our staff team, are these relationships that reflect the gospel? Uh, are we keeping short accounts? Are we... Uh, quickly seeking forgiveness and giving it? Uh, do we give people the benefit of the doubt? Is there grace in our relationships? Um, are we concerned for our colleagues on our team and their growth as a follower of Jesus? And do we have good levels of trust? Do we know each other in our context? Are we praying for each other regularly? And even do we have fun together? Things like that can, and can demonstrate generosity and demonstrate the character of God and what life as a Christian looks like. And I guess also that really big thing of thinking about um, how we see leadership through the lens of Jesus himself. So are we thinking about servant leadership? Are we, are we reflecting the attitude of Jesus? Are we humble? Are we concerned for others? Are we sacrificing for them and building them up in Christ? So you can imagine how a healthy team like that can really commend the gospel. It's really living out the gospel and people see that. Um, but you can imagine in teams where there's division, uh, where people are only concerned about the success of their own ministry, uh, where you've got things like gossip or grudges being held, how that impacts on our relationships and our effectiveness, but also our external witness. I remember chatting to someone who was in HR a few years ago and she made the comment that um, the effectiveness of an organisation externally is limited by how they're living it out internally. And the, the level to which you're living something out internally is actually the maximum level that you can do that externally. And it's something that's really stuck with me because if, if our churches are, have healthy teams, if we're living out the gospel, if we're places of grace, um, we need to start that work with our own teams. But then we can be showing that to the outside. So you can imagine focus on relationships really helps with uh, commending the gospel. Um, but then when you start thinking about results, and results can be a whole bunch of things. If you're from the business world, you're probably thinking something, you know, staff turnover and financial ratios and things like that. Uh, actually asking the question about what our teams, what our aim is, what is the big thing that we're working on? What are the outcomes that we're looking for? I think it can get It'd be really easy to get sidetracked in ministry and just be focused on running that event or uh, leading that group because we've always run it, but actually not stopping and asking, what's the focus of our ministry at church? What are we doing together as a team? We really love at Reach Australia helping people think into that space. 
as we look across scripture, our, um, our primary focus is the Great Commission, uh, seeing more and more disciples made of Jesus across the world. Um, but we look at um, uh, passages like Colossians 1 and that focus on making mature disciples and thinking about growing depth as people come to know Jesus, but as they grow in him. And but it can be easy in the busyness of ministry to kind of lose sight of that and forget that that's actually what we're all aiming to do and that's what our team is aiming to do. Um, and it was interesting, I was reflecting this morning on, um, as I was walking, I was listening to the Bible and listening to Acts, the early chapters, and even the setting aside of the seven. So there's recognition that uh, caring for widows in the church is an important ministry, but it shouldn't uh, distract from the ministry of the word. So there's a, a real thinking about delegating ministry, uh, but an overall focus on gospel ministry. Um, but even the people who are chosen for that ministry, Stephen, he's martyred because he's proclaiming Jesus. So everyone, you know, even people who are uh, thinking about uh, serving widows, that's what the biggest thing in their mind is, is that uh, passion for the gospel, contending for the gospel together. So when we have healthy teams that are reflecting the gospel, when we're focused on uh, that big uh, aim of seeing more and more disciples made of Jesus in ever increasing number, you can imagine the impact that it has for the gospel. So we see kind of those results coming out because people are all working together, all contributing, all collaborating and sharing their gifts in the body of, of Christ uh, to see people come to know Jesus. Uh, but similarly, you can imagine where we're not focused on that, where we're just busy with what we're doing, uh, where we're uh, only concerned about our own ministry. There's lots of ways where we can get this wrong uh, and where so our, our unhealthiness as a team can impact on us being able to contend for the gospel. That's super interesting and I like the way that you help us think both about those relationships that we're fostering in the team, but also that the the attention to the the results. Uh, tell us about a project that you're working on at the moment. Yeah, at, at the moment, I'm in the middle of working up a, a pilot project at Reach Australia, which is looking at a development program for teams in churches, particularly staff teams. Uh, so material and building into what will be a a two-year program, but really what do teams, uh, ministry teams need to be able to function and be healthy and effective? Um, and so it's really exciting. We're running two pilots um, and really, and it'll be a combination of um, intensives, bringing people together to get some really great content, uh, some coaching so that they'll be able to grow as leaders, but also doing some professional development with them through the year. Because we realise that uh, change for a team actually takes time. You can't just go to a conference and hear about it and then expect change to happen. So something that will walk with people over 18 months to two years to see them become really effective gospel teams together. The Gospel Coalition Australia has a website with a pile of resources on it. Um, how do you use the website, Joe? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. I use it a bit like a Christian Wikipedia. Mm. So like my role, I'm actually uh, jumping into lots of areas uh, at different times. And I see the TGCA website as a really trusted resource where I can go like for that first kind of look at an issue or a topic and get some resources that will get me started really well. Uh, so at the moment, for example, I'm 
writing a paper on theological triage, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's what I'm, it's just really thinking about, uh, do all uh, doctrinal issues, do they have the same weight? Mm. How should we think about those? And how do we think about um, our relationships with people when we differ on different issues? So that's something I wanted to dig into. So Google got into the TGCA website and put in theological triage and found a great article from Tim Anderson reviewing Gavin Ortland's book on theological triage. So great to hear someone who's Australian, who's in ministry thinking, how does this work? How does this land for me? Um, I'm always thinking about teams. So I was having a look at uh, what the website has to say about teams and found a great um, article by Adam Chen on the five dysfunctions of an eldership team. So it was great. He was bringing together kind of that uh, corporate um, content and thinking about that through the lens of the gospel and thinking about applying that to churches. So I really love it as that kind of first place, trusted website, uh, good content will get me started uh, and then send me off um, to think about different books I should be reading or different places I can be going to after that. Yeah, that's terrific. Thank you so much. We'll put links to both of those uh, in the show notes so that our listeners can go and follow up and have a look at those. Thanks for joining me on Commending and Contending today, Joe. It's been great to chat to you, Jonathan. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia and you can help us by sharing this episode uh, with people at church or maybe your team at church, uh, perhaps in your growth group or Bible study group. And also by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.